Testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three. This is Radio Free Mormon on the air, broadcasting behind enemy lines. Tonight's episode, Jen Camp loses her bar complaint against yours truly, Radio Free Mormon. Well, this particular saga has finally reached its end. And true to my word, I'm going to give you a recap on what has been happening since the last podcast I did on this subject. There's certainly been a number of twists and turns. Briefly, back in July, Jen Camp filed a bar complaint against me with the Bar Association in the state in which I practice law, alleging that it was unethical for me to release publicly available documentation, specifically the video recording of a board meeting that she had with the board of Open Stories Foundation shortly before she was cashiered from that organization. There was something about that video, which by the way, I did not edit, I did not comment on, I simply put it up as is. It had been made publicly available, publicly available by being filed as part of a lawsuit. And this was part of the OSF lawsuit. It was attached as an exhibit with a link. I obtained that link, I put it up, because now once it's filed, it is public information. There was something about that board meeting that Jen Camp did not want getting out there into the public arena. And one suspects it has to do with the way in which she behaved because she had been making a number of representations about what happened in that board meeting. And she'd been making those representations for several months. And all anybody had to go off of was her word until it was made public. I put it up on the internet and everybody could look at that board meeting, compare it with what Jen Camp had said happened in the board meeting and make their own determination as to how reliable a witness Jen Camp is about what happened in the board meeting. So she filed a bar complaint against me for putting that up in July. That, um, that ended up being denied and she asked for a review of that hearing that excuse me a review of that decision denying her bar complaint against me so we've been waiting for the bar to respond to her request for review we finally got that answer and that's what we'll be talking about tonight i hope it's not too big a spoiler i mean the title of the show is jen camp loses her bar complaint against rfm so i think all of you know where this is leading now if you recall i also by the way i i did a podcast about Jen Camp's initial bar complaint against me. It was episode 293 of Radio Free Mormon titled Jen Camp Tries to Get RFM Disbarred. And then it took another twist because another individual filed a bar complaint against me. And this person went by the name of Janet Cox. Because what had happened was that after she lost a bar complaint against me, I did the podcast that I just mentioned, 293, in which I showed all the documents that she had filed against me as part of the bar complaint and as well as the bar complaints uh, dismissal of her complaint against me. That got her in another dither. And so she filed a supplemental bar complaint or she supplemented her bar complaint request for a review against me using as evidence the fact that I had talked about publicly what was in her bar complaint and the fact that she lost. So in the first instance, it strikes me that she filed a bar complaint because she didn't want information getting out in public as to what had happened and how she had behaved at that board meeting with OSF and how it compared with her representations about the board meeting. She didn't want the facts getting out there, so she filed a bar complaint against me in order to try and stop that. 
from happening. That didn't work. So then I did the uh, episode about her bar complaint. I revealed and talked about all the documents that she had filed against me. I revealed my response. And so then she files a bar complaint because I had done that saying, oh, now I'm really, really crossing the line because now I'm making public the allegations she's making against me in order to try and get me disbarred. All right. That didn't go anywhere either. And she then tagged a person named Janet Cox, who is apparently an attorney, apparently at least a former Mormon, to assist her in filing a bar complaint against me. And that's the second episode that I did on the subject. That was Radio Free Mormon number 307, titled RFM Gets Another Bar Complaint, where I went over the documentation about Janet Cox, her filing the bar complaint, and her asking the bar whether it were appropriate for me to be revealing the documents related to the bar complaint that Jen Camp had filed against me. And the response from the bar was, yeah, it's fine, because as to the bar association, the bar association will keep this confidential unless it gets to a certain point in the process, which this never got to. But as to the parties, the grievant, i.e. Jen Camp, and then also Janet Cox, the grievant and the lawyer, the respondent, me, we can make it public as much as we want. And that's what I have been doing because I believe that operating under light and transparency is better than trying to work in the dark and hide what it is that I'm doing. And then when it comes public to try and suppress it, which seems to be Jen Camp's method of operation. Okay. So let's just do a little bit of a review here and I'm going to see what I can put up here on the board. This will be, um, I'm just going to scroll through this very quickly because I don't want to bore you. If you want to find out all the details, go back and listen to the prior two podcasts, which I've just identified. So here we have the, um, this was the original order from the Washington State Bar Association. And what it said was that you lose your grievance against lawyer RFM. All right, and went on and said, and I've read this before, so don't worry that I'm just scrolling through it. The um, penultimate paragraph, we do not believe there is sufficient evidence to warrant further disciplinary action. Therefore, we are dismissing your grievance. If you do not mail or deliver to us a written request for review of this dismissal within 45 days of the date of this letter, the decision to dismiss your grievance will be final. Should there be a judicial finding of misconduct by this lawyer, you may request that we reopen this matter, et cetera. Okay. So that was dated, I think it was September 5th. Yes, September 5th, 2023. All of this was taking place by email. So uh, Jen Camp got this on September 5th and losing no time, not wanting to miss that 45-day deadline, she immediately on the same day requested that the bar do a review of their dismissal. She did not provide any additional evidence, at least not in this particular document, though that will change. She said, I would like a review of the dismissal done. You state with even outside the courtroom, lawyers in pending cases are subject to ethical restrictions on speech to which an ordinary citizen would not be Gentile versus State Bar of Nevada. I talked about that case in a prior podcast. Uh, we also note that lawyers' private conduct unrelated to the practice of law may render them subject to discipline. She's just copying and pasting something from the letter she just received denying her or dismissing her grievance. And then she said, RFM has and continues to violate this multiple times, knowingly stating false statements to further his friend's narrative and in harming and violating myself and my children 
including my minor child, publicly. It would be helpful if she could point out where that happens because I don't believe it does. She makes the allegations. She doesn't give the facts to back it up. This seems to be a pattern of gen camps as well. If you see no ethics violation in these evidences, it grieves me what someone would have to go through for something to be found unethical under your terms, right? This is the part where Jen Camp tries to shame the Bar Association into sanctioning me or disbarring me. She goes on, he violated ethics in many, many ways. Well, it'd be nice if you could show us one. Maybe I, just one really would be enough uh, of these many, many ways. RFM should be held accountable for them, all of them. Thank you, Jennifer Camp. So this is her request for the review, and that has been out there hanging and pending while this uh, side story or subplot with Janet Cox has been going on where she requested that I, uh, she didn't actually request that I be disbarred, but she did want to know whether it were public information that I was sharing about the bar complaint that Jen Camp had filed against me and asking the bar that if it were indeed private, that the bar could rectify or remedy the situation by ordering me to take it down. So once again, everything is in the dark as far as these people go. They want to be able to make their uh, allegations against people, and then they want to, to not be known by the public, which doesn't strike me as really fair. Hence, this third and final podcast on the subject. Okay. Now, on September 12th, this is one week later, 2023, Jennifer Camp comes up with another Oh, 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 I'm sorry. This isn't exactly, okay, this is yet another. I thought it was a different one. We'll get to it. Dear Intake NCAA, I have attached yet another video RFM has now posted, including lies within this podcast as well. That's the podcast, the last one I did, 307, about her bar complaint against me. Um, I have attached yet another video RFM has now posted, including lies within this podcast as well. She doesn't say what the lies are. I don't know why not. It should be easy, but she doesn't. Go figure. As well with the documents from this grievance, placing himself into the narrative and not acting ethically as if a journalist as he claims. This is further evidence of the smear campaign and not journalism from a lawyer of the Washington State Bar. You say in the frequently asked questions that if a hearing is warranted, a grievance may go public. RFM already took all these documents public without a hearing scheduled, except, of course, my counterclaim, which would tell the truth of the abuses I endured from his friend, John DeLynn, and make my, tr make my truth make my truth public about what they have done to me. I think that she has spent many months on her own channel trying to make public her truth about what was done to her. And then she goes on about me to the bar. He is not respecting your grievance process. This is unethical. Please help stop this, exclamation point. And then she puts a, a link to the podcast I did and a few other podcasts and et cetera. And we went over this previously. I'm just doing this to lay the basis and the foundation for what it is we'll talk about today. That was on September 12th. It was the day before on September 11th that the bar had received this grievance against me. This was the one that was done by Janet Cox, as you'll recall. We went through that last time. Go ahead and go back to the last uh, episode 307 where we talked about Janet Cox and her complaint and the fact that that was summarily dismissed by the Washington State Bar Association, Bar Association 
because they said, yeah, it's public as to me and it's public as to Jen Camp and we can do with it what we want because it's public. So that's why they dismissed Janet Cox's uh, complaint against me. Um, let's go on to this. Okay, now this is the one I thought the last one was. Now this, I believe, is new information. September 27th, 2023. Jen Camp writes to the association. Review board, comma. I want to point out that in a TikTok video recorded and put out into the public by RFM on his Radio Free Mormon TikTok channel, that he also requests all of John DeLynn's, his friend and fellow podcaster, she cannot say his name without adding the parenthetical comment, his friend and fellow podcaster, but he also requests all of John DeLynn's and his own followers to show up in the courtroom, quote unquote, Show up in the courtroom is in quotes, in mass, to show support for John DeLynn. This is not a journalist, as he states, and is trying to hide behind. Because I listed as one of my defenses to her request that I be sanctioned by the bar, the First Amendment, and freedom of the press. This is not a journalist, she says, and he, as he states, and is trying to hide behind. This is a man using his fake social media accounts in comments and his influence under his alias Radio Free Mormon to push the narrative of a friend and fellow podcaster, see, using his lawyer status with the Washington State Bar. He has lied using this title as shown in the evidence. He is not acting as a journalist as shown in the evidence provided, and he is asking the public to make the courtroom of a private matter between me and the other party into a circus in the courtroom and in the courthouse all while not asking to this date my side of the story or my evidence. Why would I ask you for your side of the story or your evidence when you've been broadcasting it for months before this lawsuit was even filed? You were broadcasting it for months, Jen Camp. Um, so I think we've all heard about your side of the story and your evidence, at least as much as you're willing to talk about. This is not a journalist. This is an evil man abusing a former victim of his friend. This is in no way the way a licensed lawyer under the Washington State Bar should act because, of course, who's going to know that better than Jen Camp? Jen Camp knows the way a licensed lawyer under the Washington State Bar should act, and obviously, I'm not doing it. And the untrue words and smear campaign he is leading will turn into further action against him. Ooh, I quiver with fear. I am asking the review board to take these actions and evidence seriously. My safety, <laughs> my safety and the safety of my family and minor children, who he has disclosed personal information about, including specific address locations, I don't think any of that's true, has been compromised by his lack of ethics and professionalism in his position he holds with the Washington State Bar. Please discipline him appropriately. Bailiff, please whack that man's pee-pee. Thank you, Jennifer Camp. So this was interesting to me because um, I went back and I looked at my TikToks and there was only one of which that I had talked about this, um, uh, her attempt to get a no contact order, a protection order, an anti-stalking order against John DeLynn back in March of 2023. There was only one that I did in advance of that. And I looked at it 
And I thought, you know, what I say in this less than one minute TikTok bears no resemblance at all to how it is that Jane Camp described what I said in that TikTok. And so even though the only interaction I've had with the bar here has been to respond to Jane Camp's initial complaint, and they asked me for a preliminary response, which I provided, and which I read in that first podcast back in episode 293, I thought this needed to be commented on for the benefit of the board because she didn't include a link to the podcast she refers to of mine, or I should say to the TikTok she refers to of mine. So what I did was I wrote to the Bar Association myself. This is the second page of that um, September 27th email she sent to the bar where she signs at Jen Camp, social media manager, podcast host and editor, life and spiritual coach. This is me. This is the only other interaction I've had with the bar on this whole subject between Jen Camp and Janet Cox, both of them. I've uh, responded twice, and this is the second. I didn't have to respond at all to Janet Cox. They just uh, dismissed it summarily. In fact, I got the notice of their dismissal of her complaint, Janet Cox's complaint against me, on the same day that the bar sent me her complaint. That's how summarily they dismissed it. So this is Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. I wait a couple weeks and I decide, nah, I'm not going to let this one stand. Dear ODC Intake, in her latest salvo, Ms. Jennifer Camp claims, I want to point out that in a TikTok video recorded and put out into the public by RFM on his Radio Free Mormon TikTok channel that he also requests all of John DeLynn's, his friend and fellow podcaster, and his own followers to show up in the courtroom in mass. I had to put sick there because, yeah, that's not exactly how you spell in mass. To show support for John DeLynn. Ms. Camp fails to provide a link to the TikTok. I will provide the link here. This is the only TikTok to which Ms. Camp could refer, as it is the only TikTok I did on the subject in advance of the hearing on the anti-stalking petition Ms. Camp filed in Salt Lake City against Mr. John DeLynn. The hearing was held March 7, 2023, so this would have been shortly prior to that date. Perhaps unsurprisingly by this point, Radio Free Mormon does not say the things Ms. Camp claims he says. Specifically, Radio Free Mormon does not request anybody to show up anywhere, nor does he request any kind of support for John DeLynn. Here is the link. It is 52 seconds long. So I give him the link. I let him know it's only 52 seconds long, so it's not going to be a, a huge burden on them to watch it if they want to. And then I said, at some point, I have to ask the bar whether there is any protection for an attorney in my position. Sincerely, Radio Free Mormon. All right, now what I'm going to do here is I'm gonna put up on the screen, if I can, let me see here. I wanna put up that video, that TikTok video. First, let me take this down. Then let me go here to share screen. And this should do it. Okay. Let me come back here. Sorry. It's so much easier when I have somebody else doing this for me. I apologize that this takes a bit of time. Oh, here's how we do it. Okay. So if I present this here, there I am. 
And this is the TikTok video, which I will now play for you. Listen and see if you can hear any of those things that Jen Camp alleged that I said in this TikTok video. Newsflash. Jen Camp, former employee at Mormon Stories, has announced on her YouTube channel that on February 14th of this year, she went into the third district court in downtown Salt Lake City and obtained an anti-stalking order against John DeLynn. Now that order is by its nature temporary until such time as a hearing can be scheduled so that both parties can show up and present their sides of the case. The newsflash is that according to the docket available at the website for the third district court, that hearing has now been scheduled for this coming Tuesday, March 7th at nine o'clock in the morning. It should certainly be worth the price of admission. I will keep you apprised of further developments as I learn of them. Until then, this is Radio Free Mormon, reporting behind enemy lines. Newsflash. Jen and that was it. That was the entirety of the TikTok that she refers to in her supplemental complaint to the bar about me. And that she somehow strangely forgot to include the link to. So let me go back here. I want to go back to those documents that I have. And I want to read once again. That letter. Or at least just part of it. Just for grins. What I just read. Specifically, Radio Free Mormon does not require. Okay, I'll go back. Perhaps unsurprisingly by this point. Radio Free Mormon does not say the things Ms. Camp claims he says. Specifically, Radio Free Mormon does not request anybody to show up anywhere. Did you hear me request anybody to show up anywhere? By the way, it wouldn't have made any difference if I did. It's okay to do that, to encourage people to go to an open courtroom to watch a proceeding. Yeah, that's okay. That's actually not unethical. But I didn't even do that. Nor does he request any kind of support for John DeLynn. That was nowhere in the TikTok video either. And I thought it was very important that the bar be able to review that and compare it with what Jen Camp was saying so they can understand that when it comes to, well, let's see, narrating accurately what happens in a video that Jen Camp is not the most reliable source. Whether it's my TikTok video or whether it's the video of the board meeting with OSF, there seems to be a pattern here. So I wanted to make sure they knew that, and I wanted to make sure you knew that. And by the way, Jen Camp got a copy of this because I sent it to the bar. They sent it to her. That's the way it works. She never responded to this. She never said, oh, well, that's not the one I was talking about, or um, he goofed with it or something, and he edited it out. No, she was caught red-handed on that one. That was October 11th, 2023, that I sent that in all right and now let me um i tell you what let's just go ahead since you know what the result of this is going to be here comes the review committee of the disciplinary board washington state bar association in ray radio free mormon review committee order dismissal so when she asked for a review of the initial dismissal it went in front of a panel of three attorneys there at the disciplinary board and this is what it says. It's very short. It's very simple. And oh, 
It's very sweet. The review committee considered material submitted by the grievant, respondent, and disciplinary counsel, and the applicable rules, statutes, and case law. Order. The review committee affirms disciplinary counsel's dismissal of this grievance with no further action. This order is not appealable. Dated this 11th day of November, 2023, Veterans Day, review committee chairperson, and there it's signed. And it was emailed out on November 15th, 2023 to me, RFM, the respondent, and to the grievant, Jennifer Camp. The vote, by the way, in case anybody was wondering, was three to zero. The following review committee members voted, and then they have the three names of the individuals on the review committee who voted three to zero to dismiss her bar complaint or to put it the way they did to uphold the initial dismissal to affirm the disciplinary council's dismissal of this grievance. This order is not appealable. This is the end of the road. No more bar complaint for you. It's not even come back one year, come back never. It's not appealable. But we have some lovely parting gifts for you, Jen. Uh, that's about the best that you get out of this because this is over. This is done. This is now history. And I've got to tell you that um, it strikes me as curious that Jen Camp, if I recall correctly, and I believe I do, was the one who was complaining about somebody after she left OSF and then she took up a new job somewhere else. She complained that somebody from Switzerland or somewhere had emailed her new boss a copy of the lawsuit that John DeLynn had filed against her. And she took exception to that. And I think rightfully so. I think that was beyond the pale for anybody to do that. However, she doesn't seem to see any similarity between somebody sending her new boss a copy of a civil lawsuit filed against her, which could impact her employment, and Jen Camp herself filing a bar complaint and then supplemental, supplemental, supplemental on the bar complaint to try and take away my employment and get me disbarred. Yes, that seems to be a one-way street as far as Jen Camp is concerned. If you try and goof with her employment, that's really bad. If you try and goof with RFM's employment, well, that's fine and dandy. So that was the end of that order, but there's more. There's actually more because remember when I had done the last podcast about Janet Cox, we talked about her complaint and I was scratching my head and I was saying, you know, this isn't a coincidence. I mean, Janet Cox is not some attorney who just doesn't know Jen Camp, doesn't know about what's going on and just decided to follow up with her own bar complaint against me, citing the same basis that Jen Camp had. No, that was too much to believe. But what I have located is actual correspondence between Janet Cox and Jen Camp about the very subject of filing the bar complaint against me and additional things. Now, in order to find this correspondence between the two, I'm not making this up by the way. <laughs> in order to find this correspondence, I didn't have to go rifling through door drawers. I didn't have to look in notebooks that were private and sealed. I didn't have to do a Freedom of Information Act request or anything like this. Janet Cox and Jen Camp were so careful about covering up their communications and correspondence that they actually posted it online. 
in the comment section of a YouTube video that Jen Camp herself had put up, not making this up. And frankly, I didn't find this myself. Somebody else found it and showed it to me. I never would have found it otherwise, but it's right out there. And by the way, I checked it this morning. Today's date is December 3rd, 2023. It's still up, although I expect it may not be within the next 24 hours. So if I got screenshots of it, though, as well. So let me go ahead and go to those screenshots so you can see what it is that I'm talking about there. Um, let me see. I go here. Let me take this off the screen and let me go to another place where I have my screenshots of this. Here it is. Okay. Now let me come on here and I'll share this with you. There we have it. All right. If you go onto YouTube and find this, this isn't an interview. This isn't a podcast. What it is is simply a meme where she put a saying up. And in the real one, you see all these little sparks behind it. They're sort of floating upward. It moves, but the, the, um, the language stays the same. And what it says is, you decide Mary Magdalene, whore, or the apostle to the apostles, the one Jesus loved most. Let me go over here and look at this and see if I can. I'm not sure if I can increase this. Maybe I can a little bit. Yeah, I can. And notice at the bottom it says, why were her words silenced? And it has, at our truth be told. And if you look at the bottom of this, you'll see it says, Mary Magdalene silenced women in divinity and history, Jen Camp and Sonia Cox. Because what this is doing is it's advertising a multi-part interview that Jen Camp had with Sonia Cox. Yes, C-O-X. Remember Janet's last name? Cox, C-O-X. Coincidence? Probably not, especially when we find out that in the very comment section, there's only six comments in the comment section for this slide. It's all Janet Cox talking with um, Jen Camp about the bar complaint that Jen Camp has asked for Janet Cox to file against me so that there'll be two bar complaints against me because obviously two bar complaints on the same subject are better than one. Let's go to the next slide here because now we'll get into, oh, by the way, where I looked it up, if you look up silenced women in religious history, you'll be able to find this much quicker as long as it's still up on the internet before it gets taken down. Silenced women in religious history, that'll bring this up. And then you can look in the comments section and you can see this for yourself until it's taken down. So here are the comments. And let me see if I can make this bigger too. And this is about two months ago. I think that was just a little bit too much. Yeah, I got to see the end of the line. Janet Cox, 4873, two months ago. Jen, I don't want to follow up with the Washington bar unless you want me to. This is the first comment. So obviously there's already been communication going on where Jen Camp has asked, has asked Janet Cox, because she's an attorney, right, to follow up with the Washington bar. And 
Janet Cox is saying, Jan, I don't want to follow up with the Washington Bar unless you want me to. Now, obviously, Jen Camp wanted her to, so she followed up with the Washington Bar, and we talked about that. Janet Cox goes on, I don't know RFM's name. Wouldn't look for it to save my life. But you have a case number regarding your complaint to the Washington Bar and RFM's video, or vid as she puts it, that discusses your complaint to the Washington Bar is over the top. Over the top. My video is over the top where I talk about Jen Camp's complaint against me. He's harassing you. <laughs> so Jen Camp files a bar complaint against me trying to get me disbarred. And I make it public and I'm the one who's harassing her. Got it, Janet. He is impugning the reputation of Washington attorneys and the Washington bar, in my opinion. I believe that the video itself that RFM posted about your complaint may help you explain what your issues are to the state bar. So it seems like Jen Camp feels she's not doing a good enough job of explaining her issues to the state bar. And she's asking Janet Cox for help with that as well. And so she's responding to Jen Camp that my video, my video might help her, <laughs> might help Jen Camp explain what her issues are to the state bar, which sounds to me like a vote of confidence in the way I presented it. Janet Cox goes on. I don't know if the complaint has been dismissed or not. He's in the wrong. I expect there's a capital H missing from that. He's in the wrong. He's not working as a reporter if he becomes the story the way he has. Okay, so I'm working as a reporter talking about the case, talking about the lawsuit between Jen Camp and John DeLynn and the anti-stalking order that Jen Camp filed against John DeLynn. And I'm not part of the story. But now when Jen Camp files a bar complaint against me and I respond to that, yes, I am part of the story because Jen Camp made me part of the story. She filed a bar complaint against me. That's the story. All right. Oh, here we go. Um, and now our truth be told, who is, of course, Jen Camp, responds to Janet Cox and says, Radio Free Mormons, RFM's name is, and then it's blank, probably because somebody like me redacted it. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. Here. I'm, I'm trying to work on how to move this up and down on the screen. And that's the next one. Okay. Let's go to here. Hmm. There we go. Now I've got it. You don't scroll. You click and then you move it. Okay. Got it. So Jen Camp says Radio Free Mormon's name is blank. The grievance number is that 23-00-939. They originally dismissed it, but I used their request for review of the dismissal by an independent panel and added further evidence. I am now awaiting when that review will be. Thank you for seeing me. Jen Camp says. And then Janet Cox now goes on, and I'm going to see if it's in the next one. Yes, it is. So the next slide of the same conversation, these are the same six comments. Here we are. Janet Cox responds to Jen Camp uh, and has this conversation in public on YouTube. I don't know if their, uh, their email was broken, the texts weren't working on their phones. Uh, they couldn't write letters back and forth or talk on the phone. They decided to have this conversation in public on YouTube in the comments section. The lawyer discipline, this is Janet Cox, 
The lawyer discipline in Washington frequently asked question indicates that a grievance may become public if a hearing is warranted, which indicates some policy that they are to remain private, generally unless and until a hearing is convened. I've written to the Washington Bar in the same online grievance form to ask if there is a policy regarding privacy of grievances as indicated on its frequently asked question or not, and then suggested that Mr. Blank may be able to take down his vid to come into compliance with that policy. Remember, that's exactly what happened in the complaint she filed against me. If Mr. Blank is free to publish or broadcast whatever he wants, then my note will mean nothing, as it did. If he's expected to show some respect for the grievance system by keeping grievances private unless they go to hearing, then dot, 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 he may take it down. All my best to you. His video smacks of harassment that made me very uncomfortable. Hmm. Well, her bar license wasn't on the line, so I guess she wasn't feeling that uncomfortable. Now, Jen Camp responds to Janet Cox and says, also, RFM's videos make it clear that Delin, excuse me, this is Janet Cox following up, yes, to Jen Camp. She says, also, RFM's videos make it clear that Delin is a public figure. If your attorney isn't acting on this by downloading RFM and taking screenshots of all the interactions, tell him or her too. By the way, lawyers love this when you're representing somebody and they're out talking to somebody else who happens to be a lawyer in a different state dealing with immigration issues and not the subject of what the lawsuit's about, giving advice to the client so the client can go to them and say, oh, well, this attorney told me this. Yeah, lawyers love that. Um, it's hard to win, Janet Cox going on, it's hard to win defamation cases when the subject is a public figure. And it's really hard to show any damages resulting from any mistaken or deliberate misstatements if the subject's friend is broadcasting information about the case at every turn. Defamation cases are claims that the plaintiff is damaged by the misinformation stated, and DeLynn is acting as if his position is enhanced by your statements. Well, that's because the evidence, I think, favors John DeLynn's position and does not favor Jen Camp's position. He and his friends may be acting so recklessly that your attorneys may charge DeLynn's attorneys of using the court system for immediate exposure in a Rule 11 filing. Yes using the court system for media exposure, kind of like Jen Camp did when she uh, filed the initial lawsuit on her own with the federal court system and then basically read the complaint on the air in a podcast and also stated that she wasn't going to have John DeLynn served. She wasn't going to pursue it. She just wanted to stand there as a testament of her grievances and her truth about John DeLynn and the abuse she suffered at his hands. Um, so this rule 11 filing, uh, sent to his attorneys first and then filed with the court to dismiss the case. If your attorneys agree, a lot of times people who bring defamation cases in court, ask the court to classify the case as private because they don't want people to know about the misstatements they allege. Yeah. Everything is kind of backward here, isn't it? It seems like one side and that's my side. It's also John DeLynn's side in his case. Uh, two different things, but we both share the same pattern, which is we want the evidence to be made public. It is Jen Camp and her friend, Janet Cox, and perhaps others who don't want the evidence to be made public. And you can make your own decisions based upon that alone. Which side are you more likely to agree with? The one that wants the evidence out there and everybody to be able to look at it or the side that's trying to cover it up?
Hmm, Jen? The fact that John's friend, RFM, is publishing information about the misstatements in the case wide and far makes it hard for him to claim that he's being damaged in any way. Hmm, that's funny. As if John DeLynn has any say in what I publish and what I don't. That's the connection they're assuming. It's a publicity stunt, I'm guessing. Maybe you're in on it. Maybe you're not. But your case, ooh, that's interesting that Janet Cox even allows for that possibility because that's the way it looks, doesn't it, Janet? Maybe you're in on it. That's what she's saying to Jen. Maybe you're in on it. Maybe you're not. But your case has been mismanaged so far. Restraining order was an odd choice. Yeah, no kidding. And no evidence was submitted with requests to classify the information or documents as private. Saving Grace, John and RFM are acting like idiots, in my opinion. Well, I guess that is maybe your only saving grace, is if I'm acting like an idiot. All right. So she's also, that this Janet Cox, this apparent attorney, uh, also seems to believe that uh, Jen's attorneys are mismanaging her case and that they should have filed for uh, orders to make everything confidential, everything secret, so that nobody could access anything that's going on in her case. This is a strange view of things. I don't know how things work in Utah. I know how they work up here in Washington. But most states tend to work kind of similarly in most ways. And the bottom line is that you can't just go and file lawsuits and get everything sealed so nobody can look at what's going on. You can't close the courtrooms and keep people from coming in in order to view what's going on because this is one of the cornerstones of our entire judicial system, which is transparency and publicity. And by publicity, I mean it's a public courtroom. It's an open courtroom and the files are open files with very, very few and limited exceptions to that rule. And frequently those have to do with the identities of say child sex abuse, uh, alleged victims. That's one that's very obvious. And that happens regularly. But within the entire body of cases that get filed, that is a tiny little sliver of um, information within the case that's regularly sealed. Okay, so now Jen goes on. One thing I can guarantee you on is that I would never, for all the money in the world, subject my family, friends, and myself to the abuse and harm we have all endured from the men running the smear campaign. This is an interesting statement because if we take her allegations as true about all the harm this is doing to her family, which I have trouble believing, frankly, she actually has, for less than all the money in the world, subjected her family, friends, and herself to the abuse and harm that they've endured from the men running the smear campaign. I am very grateful for your input and things you have left here for me to consider with my lawyer. Thank you. And then Janet comes back and says, there are seven cases in Utah that deal with sealing court records and defamation cases. The individual who claims defamatory or untrue statements want records to be sealed, LOL. See, this is the juxtaposition. This is how things are flipped. I don't want things sealed. I want the information of these bar complaints that have been filed against me by Jen Camp and Janet Cox to be public, and I'm making them public, and they're wigging out. Similarly, 
it appears that John DeLynn is following the same pattern. He wants the information to be out there, and it's Jen Camp and Janet Cox who want it all to be hidden. And uh, that's why she's saying it's so strange, because usually people in John DeLynn's or my situation want the records to be sealed. And over 1,800 similar cases nationwide. Courts rule differently in each case, obviously, but the number of cases that raise the issue means that it's a very strange defamation plaintiff who acts to publicize his case far and wide. Maybe one who thinks the evidence is on his or her side. Do you think, Janet? Mm, could that be it? Not sure how he can, not sure how can he claim damages. Not, I think she means not sure how he can claim damages if he's the one spreading the information. Well, he's not. I am. He's not. Best to you and so much good feeling for your family who never asked for any of this. Hope they and you have time to heal up soon. So there are malicious mean people in the world who act out of desperation instead of love and chill comfort. Chill comfort. We all know they're out there. Sorry. Let me see if this is a... Nope. That's something else. Excuse me. Sorry there... And I've got to apologize to you because I have something on my screen here. There we go. Sorry they've targeted your family. I'm targeting your family? Okay. I thought I was the one who was being targeted. I guess I had that wrong. And Janet says, hurts, sucks, S-U-X. That's very cute. And then this other one was a slide. Uh, I think it was from LinkedIn where the question was raised at the last um, show that I did. Uh, I can't speak definitively on this, but raising the question as to whether Janet Cox also goes by J L E L L E Cox, J being the initial J L Cox, who is an immigration attorney in Chula Vista. I think it says Chula Vista, California. I'm going to say here what I said before. Number one, I don't know that this is the same person. Okay. It could be, it might not be, even if it were the same person, I don't want anybody sending uh, J.L. Cox any communications or doing anything about this, okay? In fact, if you did that, I would be very, very upset with you, and I would publicly rebuke you if you did something like that, because that's not appropriate. Just putting it up there for informational purposes. And the other thing was, if you look at this picture here for J.L. Cox, I'm not sure it is exactly the same. In fact, I think it's different than the picture of Sonia Cox, who once again was on uh, Jen Camp's show, Our Truth Be Told, to be interviewed at length about, um, well, whatever it was. I actually didn't watch the whole thing, but I did make a screenshot of it. And there it is. So here we have Jen Camp and Sonia Cox. There's Sonia Cox. I don't know. Is that the same person? Is it perhaps a relative with the same last name? But I find it very, very difficult to believe that a, an entire discussion. Well, first off, I do find it difficult to believe that they publicly discussed the bar complaint against me in the comment section on a YouTube, but on a YouTube video or meme, I find that hard to believe. But what I find um, not so hard to believe is that it would be a, oh, I also find it hard to believe it would be a coincidence. Excuse me, that's where I was going. Uh, that it would be a coincidence that the person she's interviewing in the YouTube channel references Sonia Cox. And now in the comments, she's talking to Janet Cox, same last name, about a bar complaint against me. 
So I think that that is about all that I have. Let me take this off the screen and let me conclude now. First off, please hit like, please hit subscribe. This particular story has run its course. It is not an appealable order. Jen Camp loses her attempt to get me disbarred. And um, I'm sending you all the condolences, Jen. If I haven't said it already, please hit like, please hit subscribe. I can't say it enough. Leave a comment, please, even if it's just to say that you were here and that uh, hopefully you liked the show. If you do appreciate what we're doing here and what I'm doing here at Radio Free Mormon, please go to the RadioFreeMormon.org webpage, hit the donate button, and make a monthly donation. $5 a month is all I ask. If you want to make more than that, uh, I will not say the nay. It would be great, but $5 a month is all that I'm asking for. If we all uh, contribute just $5 a month, then that adds up. And I appreciate everybody who has and continues to donate to Radio Free Mormon. I appreciate it very much. Well, that's about all for tonight. Until next time, this is Radio Free Mormon, broadcasting behind enemy lines.